As we count down to the NHL trade deadline, the rumors and speculation are starting to get ramped up, and that includes Jacob Chikrin to the LA Kings. Has anything changed since the last time we discussed this? We'll talk about that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, the weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. We are a little over six weeks away from the NHL trade deadline, which comes up on March the 3rd, but trade deadline chatter is starting to get going already, and I get it. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to speculate about who could be going where and who are buyers and who are sellers, and frankly, that trade stuff does generate a lot of hits and likes and all of that. One of my first shows uh, that I did was talking about a potential Jacob Chikrin trade to LA, and it's still one of the top viewed shows that I've had here as far as the YouTube channel goes. And when you look at the Kings and how likely it is that they will do something before the trade deadline to help themselves, I'd say the chances are about 100%. Uh, The Kings are clearly buyers. The team is looking to add a piece or pieces to help out a playoff run. And there isn't much drama as far as the Kings looking to add and what they're looking to add. They're looking to add a left defenseman. Everybody knows this. It is not a secret. We know it. The Kings know it, and the teams that they'll be dealing with know it as well. Um, And is it their top need? Yeah, it it is. Um, Could they add some depth at certain positions? Sure. Uh, I think the goaltending situation is what it is, but the Kings have plenty of assets to move. And so then, of course, you look for who is the top player out there that the Kings could acquire to fill their biggest need. And that is why we hear Jacob Chikrin of the Arizona Coyotes a lot. He is a left shot defenseman, uh, and there's a lot of things that are very attractive about him. We talked about this back in late July, and um, we're touching on it now because uh, of what was written the other day by one of the top hockey insiders out there. He is Pierre Lebrun, who does work for The Athletic, also for TSN, which is Canada's version of ESPN. And he wrote the following, and I'm going to go with the entire quote of what he had to, to write in one of his recent articles. Quote, My understanding is that the Coyotes have talked to the Kings off and on, dating back a year regarding Jacob Chikrin, and I can't let go of the idea that it makes so much sense for the Kings based on how deep they are on the right side of their blue line and how they could really strengthen their top four on the left side with a left shot like Chikrin. He can play both sides, but he's on the left where the Kings need him. I get that Arizona's price remains high, but the Kings have a chance to make hay in a wide-open Western Conference, and this isn't a rental. It's a hockey deal. It makes too much sense, end quote. Again, it is the rumor that won't die. But as Pierre Lebrun states, there's good reason for that. It does make too much sense for both sides. The Kings, as I mentioned, have a lot of young assets that they could move exactly what the rebuilding Coyotes are looking for. They are not looking to win anytime soon. They are building a new stadium, they hope, 
in Arizona, which probably won't be up for at least four to five years, if that. Uh, they're playing in that temporary arena at Arizona State. So they're looking to build to what they hope will eventually be a new arena. And once that new arena is constructed, they'll have a team that can be competitive. So they're looking at the long picture here. Uh, so they're not looking to get you know, assets as far as players from the Kings active roster necessarily. They're looking for draft picks. They're looking for prospects. And the Kings have a lot of assets and prospects that they could move. So they appear to be a perfect partner for the Arizona Coyotes. The question is, what has changed? since the last time we talked about this. And the answer is not much. Uh, but the biggest thing is, is that Jacob Chikrin has shown he is fully recovered from an ankle surgery and a wrist injury that caused him to miss the first 16 games of this season. He's played in all 28 games since making his debut back on November the 18th. He's averaging 22 uh, minutes and 59 seconds of time on ice per game. So any concerns that teams like the Kings have had of him coming back healthy appear to have been answered. Uh, secondly, he had a career year two years ago, but his production dropped off somewhat dramatically last season. Um, so what do those numbers look like this season? Well, very good. Uh, he's got five goals and 18 assists in 28 games this season. Projected over an 82-game season, he'd be on pace for 14 goals, 52 assists for 67 points. Uh, in his career year back in 2020-2021, uh, he had 18 goals and 41 points. Uh, that was the COVID-affected 56-game season. So if you projected those numbers out over an 82-game schedule, he would have had 26 goals and 60 points. So he is on pace for a career year in points. So Chikrin checks off the boxes in terms of his health and of his production. If you're wondering what LeBron meant when he said that this is not a rental, that this is a hockey deal, well, Jacob Chikrin is not a player that the Kings are going to look to get just for a playoff run. He's a player that can help them for this season and beyond, and he's under contract for the next two seasons after this year at $4.6 million per season. That is a very reasonable price for a top-level defender, and that, of course, makes him even more attractive to the Kings and to other teams as well. So what has changed regarding Jacob Chikrin since the last time we really talked and did a deep dive on this? Again, he has shown that he has recovered from his injuries. He looks fully healthy. And the concerns that some teams had about maybe he had a career year and the numbers he put up last year were kind of more in line with who he is. Well, it looks like that's not the case. It looks like those career numbers he put up two years ago, um, he's on pace for those types of numbers again. So the production is there. And that uh, is a concern that's kind of been alleviated, I think, for teams like the Kings and others. So has anything changed from the Kings perspective? Well, the defense does look better. Uh, so any chatter about needing a Jacob Chikrin because the defense was looking so bad early in the season, that's kind of subsided. Uh, so it's not necessarily a priority for the Kings. Uh, if it, you know, if things were still going the way they were early in the season, where the Kings were literally outscoring their opponents to win and allowing so many bad goals and playing bad defense, then there would be more urgency to add somebody like a Jacob Chikrin. But I don't think that's there now. I think it's more of a luxury for the Kings, if you want to put it that way, than a necessity to add a guy like Jacob Chikrin. Now, do they need Jacob Chikrin, the Kings, to get into the playoffs? I think the answer to that is no. Now, things can obviously change going forward, but as it stands right now, it looks like the Kings are going to be a playoff team in the Western Conference. Do they need a Jacob Chikrin to make a legitimate Stanley Cup title run? I would say the answer to that is probably yes, but that's assuming 
you believe the Kings are a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, which brings us to Pierre Lebrun's final point, a wide open Western conference. He's right. The West is not as strong as the East. It would not be shocking for the Kings to be able to make a deep run and even a finals run, uh, I would say, in the playoffs because of the way the Western Conference is. Now, the East is brutal. Uh, I would say if the Kings were playing in the Eastern Conference, then it would be unlikely that you would see the Kings making a run considering the issues they have in net. But as it stands right now, the Kings would have to take on the Kraken or the Golden Knights. And that's a series I think the Kings would could win. Um, and then they would have to take on, if they could get through Seattle and Vegas, whoever comes out likely out of the Central. And we're talking Winnipeg, Dallas, Minnesota. I mean, no disrespect to those teams, but I think the Kings would be right in those series if they had to play one of those teams for a ticket to the Stanley Cup final. So again, it's a, I don't want to say an easy path, but it's not the path that it is in the East. The East is brutal. I mean, you look at the East, you've got Boston, you've got Toronto, uh, you've got Carolina, Tampa Bay, maybe even New Jersey. You know, there's going to be a tough or there's going to be some really good teams in the Eastern Conference that are going to lose in the first round. They're going to be out in the second round. Uh, that's not necessarily the case in the West. So you have to look at it th this as striking while the opportunity is there as well. For the LA Kings, again, if things continue the way they are, I think the Kings are right there in the mix to be a team that could make it out of the West to the Stanley Cup final. So if you want to make a, a if you want to call it a bold move uh, or a move that you feel is certainly going to strengthen your odds in a season where the West is not quite as competitive as it could be or that it has been in the past, you could see Rob Blake. Uh, looking to strike again while the iron is hot, while the opportunity is there. Maybe that opportunity isn't going to be there going forward. We don't know how things are going to play out, how other teams are going to change, how their rosters will improve, things like that. But again, like Pierre Lebrun said, uh, there is an opportunity there for the Kings and several other teams to really make a run to the final this season. So adding a guy like a Jacob Chikrin, would certainly increase those chances. Certainly adding a player on the left side, if it's Chikrin or not, certainly would help as well. So we know the Kings are going to make a move to help out that need. Whether they pay the price for a Jacob Chikrin or not, I don't know. But again, I think the circumstances looking at the West have made it different for the Kings than maybe they were going into this season. The expectations um, certainly were high for them to be in the playoffs again and to advance in the playoffs. But again, when you look at the landscape of the West, I don't think it's crazy to think that a team like the Kings could make a deep playoff run. Again, if things continue the way they are with Phoenix Copley still being consistent in net and, and so on and so forth. Of course, we don't exactly know what the asking price is for Jacob Chikrin. There have been reports the Coyotes wanted Quentin Byfield and Brant Clark, and that that was a hard no for the Kings. There are reports that maybe they want a high-level prospect and a couple of first-round draft picks. Could that be something the Kings will be willing to part with? Possibly. Um, the good news is that the Coyotes are not, again, looking to add from the Kings' active roster, where they, you know, some teams might be looking, if they're looking to get competitive in the next year or the year after that, maybe they want a Gabe Velarde, a guy who has proven that the scoring ability is there and he's still in his uh, early to mid twenties, but I don't think they're looking for that. I think they're looking specifically, like I said, to rebuild in like a five-year plan. So when they get close to the getting into that new building, they've got a roster that 
the fans in Arizona are going to want to pay money for and fill up that new building. So they're looking for draft picks and they're looking for prospects. So if I'm the Kings, I'm also not looking to subtract from my active roster to add because then you that there's you know you're subtracting to add that that's not exactly what we're looking for here. We're looking to add. We're not looking to make a, a subtraction and an addition. Um, if the Coyotes want Brant Clark, which I'm sure they do, uh, I would say no to Brant Clark. I think he's going to be a special player. Um, everyone else, though, in the system, I think would be available if I was Rob Blake. That would include Quentin Byfield. That would even include my fan crush, Jordan Spence, um, and, and some draft picks. I think that would be a price I would be willing to pay if I was Rob Blake. Um, so we'll see again. We don't know exactly what the price is, but, but I do know this, or at least I feel strongly about this, whatever, whatever it is the Coyotes want, um, they're going to get, uh, they are in a position of strength. They have more than the Kings, uh, looking to acquire a guy like Jacob Chikrin. Pretty much every team in the league, frankly, would love to add a guy like a Jacob Chikrin. So the Coyotes are going to sit back. They're going to take, they're going to answer the phone. And uh, they're going to say, this is what we want. And they are not going to move off of that. There is no urgency for them to have to make a move before the deadline. Like I said, Jacob Chikrin is still under contract for two more years after this year. They could wait and do this all again next year and get a better asking price. And as things continue to develop forward, as as teams continue to get more desperate, like an Edmonton, who it would be a a semi-disaster if they follow up last season with missing the playoffs this year. Uh, if they start to slump and they need something to spark their team, maybe they got a GM who thinks I got to do something to save my job. Teams will get more desperate. The asking price for the Coyotes is going to be what it is, and they're not going to move off it. So if you're the Kings, you're not going to overpay for a Jacob Chikrin, I don't think. They're not desperate like some of the other teams are around the NHL. But again, Jacob Chikrin certainly would be a perfect piece for the Kings going forward. And it is something that again, has been drudged up again of late and certainly will continue to be there until Jacob Chikrin is moved or the Kings fill that left side with another player, uh, which we will talk about more in just a second. Uh, Again, the Kings looking to fill a spot and it's not just about Jacob Chikrin. We're going to talk about that. But first, I need to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by our friends over at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends on every professional and amateur league out there. Of course, the NFL playoffs certainly are in full swing. You've got the NBA and college basketball as well, and even esports. Uh, they've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. It is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. Obviously, there's a lot of talk uh, around the Kings and Jacob Chikrin. Uh, That has been the case for uh, quite a while now. But there are other options out there for the LA Kings, um, possibilities um, that the price wouldn't be quite as high you would expect for a guy like Jacob Chikrin, especially if it's a rental a uh, player who's just going to be there for a playoff run and then going to be gone after that. A uh, friend of the show, Eric Stevens of The Athletic, just did a great article on who could be possible targets for the LA Kings. If you're an Athletic subscriber, I would encourage you to check that out. And we'll be looking to get Eric back on the show before the deadline to talk about uh, that even more. Um, but on the list, you obviously had Jacob Chikrin at the top. But some of the other names that you may or may not be familiar with, uh, Matias Ekholm in Nashville, Vladislav Gabrikov in Columbus. You've got Joel Edmondson in Montreal. Even former King Olimata in Detroit has been brought up. Also on the list, 
was someone named Ivan Provorov from the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, he is in the news. You may or may not have heard about this, but he definitely hurt his trade value by a decision he made on Tuesday night. Uh, it was Pride Night in Philadelphia, and the Flyers players all wore uh, colored jerseys, rainbow-colored jerseys in the pregame warm-up, and uh, that was a warm-up that Provorov declined to take part in. Um, that was obviously noticed by the media, especially when he was on the ice and played in the game uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. Um, so he decided not to take part in the pregame warm-up, wearing the pride-colored jerseys. And of course, after the game, he was asked about that by the media. And he said uh, basically that he declined to participate due to religious reasons. Um, not surprisingly, he and the Flyers are taking a lot of criticism over this, and the Flyers specifically um, for their decision to allow him to play in the game. Some people felt like that was not something they should have allowed. So again, Ivan Provorov is on the list, uh, according to Eric Stevens and others. I've certainly heard his name as well as a potential solution to the Kings' issues uh, on the blue line. But I would say uh, that since this latest incident, it is very unlikely that the Kings will have Ivan Provorov on their list of potential defensemen to acquire at the trade deadline. Obviously, Los Angeles is a very diverse city, and that is reflected in the fan base as well. And the Kings have a high-profile member of their organization, Jack Jablonski, who you might know, who came out as gay not long ago. Um, and that's certainly people are very reactionary in the moment, especially when it comes to social media. Uh, I'm sure that the outrage that everyone is talking about now will die down in the weeks to come as we get closer to the trade deadline. But I would say when you're looking at the list of defensemen that the Kings are looking to acquire at the deadline to help them out, uh, I would say you scratch Ivan Provorov's name off of that list. I just don't think it's frankly worth uh, the trouble that he would bring, the bad publicity that he would bring, uh, and the bad feelings that he would bring to certain members of the LA Kings fan base and even uh, of the organization. So I, I would I don't see uh, the Kings being interested any longer in Ivan Provorov. We're going to talk a bit about Phoenix Copley and some opinions about how the Kings are playing with Copley in net and how they're playing with Jonathan Quick in net. Patrick O'Neill, our guest on Tuesday's show, even touched on this. Um, we'll also have some Kings injury news, unfortunately, to pass along. We'll do that in a moment. But first, I want to invite you to check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team that is locked on NHL prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So I've seen some comments on social media and even Patrick O'Neill, the Kings pregame in between periods and postgame host mentioned it on our show when he joined us on Tuesday. Do the Kings play better or harder when Phoenix Copley is in net as opposed to Jonathan Quick. Um, interesting that Patrick said that he had asked that of Jarrett Stoll, former Stanley Cup winner with the LA Kings and uh, an analyst, in-studio analyst, along with Patrick O'Neill. Uh, and he said no. And then he asked uh, another former King who sometimes helps out on the uh, broadcast, uh, Derek Armstrong, and he said yes. Uh, and again, I've seen some of this on social media. So do the Kings play differently when Phoenix Copley is in net? I would say yes, but do they play harder when Copley is in net? I would say no to that. We've talked about this before when it was Cal Peterson and Jonathan Quick sharing the net. Players will absolutely play more confidently 
in when they have a player in net that they have more confidence in. Uh, there is more of a pressure on players, whether it's a forward or a defenseman, particularly a defenseman, to be near perfect when you have a goalie in net that you know is struggling. Uh, when you have a goalie in net that you are more confident in, you can be more aggressive, you can take more chances, and you can feel like if you happen to make a mistake, well, your goalie is going to have your back and it's not going to automatically result in a, you know, the light going off, the red light going off. And the opposite is true when you don't have confidence in your goalie. You you play tighter. You're you're unwilling to play aggressively. And, and sometimes that can lead to more bad things happening than not. As for playing harder, uh, I think if the Kings were going to play harder for anyone, it would be Jonathan Quick. Uh, I, I have no doubt that the Kings want to do well for Quickie. They understand what's going on. They're not idiots. They're not oblivious to the situation. Um, and, and maybe they're even pressing a bit too much when Quick is in net because they understand the circumstances that Jonathan Quick is in the final year of his contract, that he's a King's legend, and that they want him, if this is the last season for Quick with a, as, the, as a King, they want him to go out on a high note. So, um, you know, th these are his teammates. These are his friends. Um, I, I think the implication that the Kings play harder for Phoenix Copley over Jonathan Quick, I think that's pretty silly. Um, but, you know, bottom line, you play better when your goalie plays better. And I think that's what we're seeing with Phoenix Copley uh, as opposed to Jonathan Quick right now. And that's obviously why Phoenix Copley is, is getting the net more uh, than Jonathan Quick is. So I've seen that, again, a pop-up on social media. Uh, do the Kings play better with Phoenix Copley in net, yeah, but do they play harder for him? No, I, I, I do not think that that is the case. Um, we do have some injury news to pass along regarding the Kings. Uh, Kings insider and friend of the show, Zach Dooley, reported from practice this morning that forwards Gabe Velarde and Carl Grundstrom did not participate in practice due to undisclosed injuries. Velarde is listed as day-to-day. -day. He might play in the game Thursday against the Stars, but Carl Grundstrom will not uh, he was injured in practice on Tuesday. He will be out at least through the All-Star break, so a couple of weeks for him. Uh, still no word on when forwards Trevor Moore or Arthur Kalia will return, despite the fact that they've pretty much been listed as day-to-day -day for weeks now. Uh, Moore hasn't played since December 23rd, and Kaliev hasn't played since December the 20th, even though we were told that these were minor injuries. Again, Moore has still, um, he's still on the active roster and, and, and listed officially as day-to-day. Kaliev was put on injured reserve, but he can be removed from that at any time. Um, expect to see the Kings make a call-up uh, from Ontario um, to uh, fill the void for their upcoming road trip. Uh, and speaking of the Ontario rain, I uh, do want to let you know that they whooped up on the Colorado Eagles last night, 7-3. to Samuel Fugimo had two goals and an assist. Martin Kromiak scored his fourth goal in the last five games, so he's red hot right now. And Alex Turcotte, who you probably know has had issues with concussions, uh, took a puck to the face in the second period, but he came back in the third period wearing a full face shield, and he not only uh, assisted on a goal, but he scored a shorthanded goal as well. So great to see that Alex Turcotte avoided any kind of issue there and, and came back and certainly showed uh, the grit that he's kind of been known for and uh, scored a goal and had an assist going forward. Um, also, uh, Cal Peterson did get the win in that uh, game against the Colorado Eagles, allowed three goals on 29 shots. Cal now overall on the season in Ontario, 8-5 uh, and five record on the season. His goals against average now at 2.62, uh, 
and a save percentage of 917. So a nice, nice win for the Ontario Reign last night against the Colorado Eagles. Uh, hey, don't forget, coming up on tomorrow's show, it is a Feedback Thursday. Anything you want to touch on involving the Kings, upcoming trade deadline, the way they've been playing lately, the situation in net, whatever it is, uh, we're going to be reading and uh, your comments and your questions and answering your questions on the show coming up tomorrow. Uh, if you want to send me an email or you want to leave a comment on the YouTube episodes, that's uh, where we're going to get the, the comments and the questions for the Feedback Show coming up tomorrow. The email address is locked on Eddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, locked on Eddie at gmail.com. Uh, we also will have a preview of the Kings next game, which is coming up Thursday night at home against the Dallas Stars. Uh, if you if you would, please follow us on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, we are at locked on LA Kings, also on Instagram at locked on LA Kings as well. Thank you for making locked on LA Kings your first listen today. Again, want to invite you to make your second listen locked on sports today. Uh, from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching Locked On LA Kings. Have a great day, and go Kings go.